When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another edition of Bible Online right here on 1049 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into on the show. Of course, lots of NBA draft review. We'll get into the Spurs, of course, the biggest winner of the NBA draft. We'll talk about the Rockets. Also, we'll get into the Mavs. We'll also get into some uh, some Texas football conversation. Uh, there are some uh, NFL scouts that are breaking down the skill set of Quinn Ewers. We'll get to that. Also, uh, pro football focus ranking the top quarterback rooms in all of college football. We'll get to that, too. Uh, we'll also get to some NFL news notes and nuggets later on. Rob Manfred says he has regrets about the way he handled the Astros scandal. We'll get into that coming up next segment, too. Lots to get into. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do, what it do. It is a Friday, and I'm excited about my man Jack's been working hard and trying to get the mm-hmm. 512 Friday figured out. Uh, I'm just excited because I told y'all last night runs were going to be at a premium in the College World Series. True, that's and right. that's exactly what happened. I'll talk about that in the Hard Knocks Life. But you know what? Everybody's going on vacation, so I decided I was going to join the party and get ready to go on vacation, too. So I'm excited about it. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn. Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro as always. Uh, let's not waste any time introducing what you know has to be the uh, hardest working man right now on the show, my man Jack, who is uh, right now indispensable and wins the real MVP award for the week because Patrick is on vacation where my man Harge is about to go. Uh, we couldn't make this thing go without Jack, so we appreciate him. What's going on, Jack? How you doing, brother? I am feeling great. My Rockets cleaned up. 
up last night. I was uh-huh. going crazy at my house. And I love that he's representing with the Love You Blue Houston Oilers shirt. Uh-huh. And his Astros hat. I mean, he's got it all H-Town wow. out for you, Rob. Well done there, brother. Yeah. That Oilers, that's, that's, that's sweet. I love that. Love to see the Love You Blue anytime I get a chance. Uh, anytime I get a Love You Blue fan. They're rare, especially in these parts. So uh, appreciate. And Jack, you're a little young for it, too. I don't think the Oilers existed when I was <laughs> okay. at any point hey, in my life. We'll appreciate the loyalty either way. All right, Don't worry about it. A lot of people didn't see Michael Jordan. They still know who to go. <laughs> right, they didn't see him play. They still know who to go. That's already. Uh, all right. Uh, you can be a part of the show. Spec Sex Lots the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. Uh, remember, Harge is going on vacation next week, so you can wish uh, Harge a happy vacation. Uh, he's only a long, yeah. extended one, too, because Man. we actually get – the 4th of July, the start of the 4th of July week off. It's on a Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, so we July. get the Monday off and the Tuesday off. So Harge, whether it was serendipity or he's just a very brilliant man, he found a I way. I think it was definitely to, serendipity. To, to sync up his vacation <laughs> with, you know, just, hey, just so happened to be Coinkydink. Coinkydink. Uh, that it also lines up with the vacation that we were going to get off of 4th of July. So you get. Extend you get seven shows off. I, I, I did not realize that. Man, seven shows, two weekends, and seven shows off. You and I were walking out yesterday, and I was good like, you, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good for you, Harge. That's, that's the way to do it. And I, apparently, you ain't the only one. <laughs> Zay decided to do it this way. I did not realize Bucky that. That's decided to do it this way as well, I believe. And Craig, what Craig Way. Um, I, out of all y'all, Craig Way, he, he he's does the one that deserves it. Well, he, he does deserve, but he does. I believe it's the same time of year every year. Ah, uh, for like because of his schedule, yep, you know yep, what I mean. Yep. Because of the seasons and him being the voice of the Longhorns, it has to line up. He has this kind of this perfect uh, <laughs> sweet spot yep, yep. on the schedule where he can take his vacations, and I believe it's been this time of year, two weeks. For the last, you can ask Craig. It probably he said goes back 35. 20, he said 35. 35 years. He said, This has been my time for the last 35, 35 yeah. years. I know, yeah. yeah. And since I've been, I've worked with him, yeah. it's always been his time. So he's he's consistent. He did not try to line it up and sync <laughs> it up like y'all did with that 4th of July vacation. Mine just happened to work out because hey, uh, my son's playing in national championship competition. And it was like, Okay, this is the time. And then we got the email about everything else. And I was like, Wait a minute. Hey, man. Your boy got it worked out. Don't don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm here. Still, uh, and what's the uh, origin of the gift horse in the mouth? We don't know. I believe someone said that you would, if you were given a horse back in the Old West, that you, sometimes to check the health of the horse, they would examine its teeth. And uh, then they would, like, check out its mouth. The oral never health of the that. mouth would lead to you having, I don't know, some kind of diagnosis about the horse. So when somebody gives you a horse, a gift horse anyway, don't be checking out you know, the mouth. Never knew. Just trying to see, like, oh, man, what's you trying to give me some shoddy horse here? Yeah. Trying to give me some old, you know, they, some old trash horse here. Right, that's what it sounds some like. Some horse is going to be glue in a minute. That's why they told you don't look it in the mouth. <laughs> is, the, is the horse glue thing real as well? I believe that is, is 100% that really, they, true. Yeah, they like, grind the hooves into to glue. Uh, interesting. But that's oh, a yeah. good saying. Imagine being the guy that gets a horse for free, and then you're like, man, this horse sucks. That's not cool. Someone gave you a horse. That's yeah. like getting a car. Exactly. Back in the old West, but the car sucks. Horse. Bro, who's just yeah. giving out horses? Like if someone gave me a Kia horse? Soul, I wouldn't be like, it's a Kia Soul, though. I'd right. be like, it's free you, Kia. Exactly. Yeah, you would start like, looking under the hood immediately and be like, man, you know, no, no, no about this. Kind yeah. of, what's a trade-in value? <laughs> 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 you take that Kia Soul, what you roll What is my value? Proud, man. I love proud it. proud of that Kia Soul. Uh, all right, no Kia Souls for these guys who were drafted in the no NBA draft. No way. Well, they may buy one of their kids or some, you know, some cousin or something. They buy some kinfolk. <laughs> Dog, you said you was going to give me a car. I didn't tell you what kind. Car. And tell you without a car. <laughs> hey, you know what? You better take it. Don't look, exactly. don't look that gift horse in the mouth to bring it full circle. Don't do that. Uh, all right, let's start with the Spurs, gentlemen, because it's the easiest place to start, and then we'll work our way mm-hmm. uh, through the rest of the draft, especially with the Texas teams. First time in the history of the NBA draft that all three Texas teams were drafting in the lottery. Yep. 
because it's the first time that all three of them missed the playoffs. Did not make the playoffs, correct. So that yeah. doesn't happen usually. So the first time you had them all uh, drafted in the lottery. Uh, so a lot of uh, excitement brewing for all the Texas teams and all their fandoms. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs, there was no mystery, gentlemen. You're talking about Victor Wimbenyama uh, as the number one overall pick. Uh, we do have an interview of him with Taylor Rooks, I believe it is. Uh, so mm-hmm. here is uh, him immediately after the draft pick uh, sitting down with Taylor Rooks. Well, you know, this to David Robinson with the number one overall pick. Uh, they have selected Tim Dung with the number one overall pick. And now you. We know what those guys went on to do. How do you hope to impact the Spurs? <laughs> exactly the same way they did, you know. Rings, championships, chips, you know, victories. <laughs> All the good things. You know, I'm always so fascinated by your mindset because it seems like you're so level-headed despite all the noise. How do you make sure that the expectations you have of yourself are separate from those expectations that everybody has of you? Um, first of all, I don't spend that much time on social media, you know. And uh, it's just uh, a lot of mental work but by myself, you know, meditation. Uh, and I think the the biggest, the, the biggest, uh, the most important thing is finding your purpose you know, and being driven, fi- finding what drives you and then not thinking push you out of your path. It's literally impossible. Yeah. Well, lastly, you know, you said that the San Antonio Spurs are synonymous with winning. What do you want Victor Wimbanyama to be synonymous with? You know, a part of winning, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, gener- generosity, uh, legacy, impact, all, the, all, all these words. Amazing. Well, congratulations on a very magical night. We all look forward to watching you in the NBA. Thank you so much. Damn, I love you put generosity in there. That was nice. He's smart, man. There's a lot of words that I would, you know, that you could use to, you know, that to, to answer that question that they're out there. Um, and he wanted to be known for after winning. He said winning, of course. We'll be known for winning because I'm a basketball player. Generosity. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. he is. Uh, yeah, man, y'all got, it seems like y'all got a damn good one, Spurs fans, so I, I'm happy for y'all. I couldn't agree seems more. Like a generation. With... You're right. Even as a, as a soul, as a character, of yes. a person, he does seem to be well-grounded considering all of the uh, the attention he's gotten for the last, I don't know, what, 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's been, he said he's been working for this. He's been putting his time in, all the training. And even though he knew he was going to be the number one overall pick, when he finally heard his name, you can see the emotion mm-hmm. coming over him, his family, the hard, like you said, the hard work that they put into this. But the way that he carries himself, the maturity that he shows already, um, it's something that it's totally different when you go back and look at some of the other people that were drafted number one. Mm-hmm. And one of those being Tim Duncan, he's a quiet superstar. He doesn't say much. He never did. This women Yama, he already has a great personality. And marketing, phew, those people that are sitting there getting ready to have their, their uh, stuff sponsored by him, he is endorsed by him. He is going to be a great, great ambassador for whatever brand. You know H-E-B is already about to jump on them. Because how many times have we seen the commercials with all the San Antonio Spurs players? Mm-hmm. He's about to be on one of those commercials for real. Yeah, they asked him what's the one thing he was first looking forward to when he moves to San Antonio, and he said, I got to try these breakfast tacos. Oh, yeah. So he's already... He's already uh, understand. He, he's speaking the language he, already. The, he, he's the, there for the people. The, the cultural language. Breakfast tacos. Oh yeah. <laughs> Charles Barkley would have told him to go get some churros. <laughs> uh, no, you can find some damn good breakfast tacos in San Antonio. No Here's, doubt. Here's uh, Victor Winbenyama. He was on Scott Van Pelt um, also right after he was drafted, mm-hmm. um, and he was asked what what does it mean to, for him to be drafted by the Spurs, and what does it mean to be a San Antonio Spur? Here is uh, Wimby. Yes. The greatest thing I could have asked for, you know, the greatest franchise, the greatest team, the greatest culture, the greatest fans. It's just, it's just perfect. But, you know, sometimes the, the, the universe puts us through some, some trials and some hard steps before being, before, you know, before having any reward. And I think this is one of my rewards from, for all the hard work and all the pain I had in, in the last years. And, I'm really, I'm really, really proud and just enjoying the moment. 
Um, also, the Spurs got an all-French haul pretty much in the draft. Right. Um, <laughs> after Victor Winbinyama, they drafted City. Uh, is it Kisoko or is it Sisoko? Uh, I'm going to go with what you said, the first one. It's C-I-S-S-O-K-O. And I'm Sissoko. Not I assume it is, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not exactly And we we'll apologize sure. if we're mispronouncing it. Yes. Um, and he's also a uh, French player. He was playing in the G League, though, for Ignite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a, you know, he's a good player. And, they man, the French connection. By the way, I found this little stat out while I was doing some research. There have been more NBA players from France than any other country outside of North America. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? More NBA players from France than any other country outside of North America. And then what country do you think prob- you know, has, <laughs> probably has a, a better pipeline than any other NBA team to France? It would be now probably officially. The oh, San it's 100% Spurs. official. The San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. We've had, uh, I think Victor and this other uh, young man will probably be like the seventh French player they've had on their team. Yeah. And San Antonio is really young. Uh, matter of fact, this year uh, they had two... French players who were drafted really high. The Pacers actually drafted Bilal uh, Koulibaly. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Yep. Um, and for the second straight year, there were four, at least four French players drafted yeah. in the draft. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, David Stern wanted this to happen, right? He always wanted to be international. Now there's a pipeline, like you said, out of France. Think about all the Serbian basketball players that have now been drafted into the NBA and now becoming um, MVPs. So you can go back and, and look at when did this start happening? How did this start happening? And he, David Stearns, thought of making it a global game. It has truly become global. Yeah, and this, the beauty of it for the Spurs is, you know, for Victor Wembanyama, who grew up as a Spurs fan because that pipeline to France, they, mm-hmm. they, have, a, they have a huge you know, fan base over in France because Tony Parker and Boris Diaw and some of the other players um, that, you know, you don't really have to worry about him looking at glamour markets in in the U.S. as, oh, no, I would want to go play in a bigger market like, you know, New York or L.A. or go to Miami or go to a bigger, you know, more, more glorified um, and glamorized market because he loves San Antonio that much. Just yep. like his dream destination, so it is the it, it 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 is the antithesis of the paranoia and I think the anxiety you had to worry about with a guy like Kawhi Leonard, which was constantly, man, does he want to go back to the West Coast? Does he do? Does he think that San Antonio is good enough for him? Does he want out? Uh, and ultimately, he did. Yeah. Um, but now you got a superstar that you don't have to worry about that with. Uh, all right, so. Getting back to the Rockets, since we are done with the Spurs, talk about the Rockets, who I think honestly had a an incredible draft. I mean, there's an argument to be made, and my man Jack was really excited about it, and he's not the only Rockets fan that's excited about it. There's an argu- argument to be made that outside of the Spurs, who obviously won the NBA draft by getting the best prospects since LeBron James, that the Rockets may have acquired the most value uh, in this NBA draft, if the Cam Whitmore draft pick works out, uh, they ended up getting um, Amen Thompson, mm-hmm. that number four overall pick, which is exactly what Jack wanted. Yep. Shout out to Jack. You, hey, you spoke it into existence, brother. Jack's like, hey, I want Amen. Done yep. deal. Uh, that's exactly what they got. Uber athletic guy. We'll get into that. Uh, but they also got Cam Whitmore. Yep. As well, Indy, with the 20th pick, this is a player that mo- a lot of people were saying was going to end up being a lottery pick. Uh, there was some m- negative medical evals and some negative overall evals from the private workout sessions yep. that apparently tanked his draft stock. And it tainted so bad that the Rockets got him at 20. The Rockets reportedly were going to move up. To try to go get him because they assumed when he started dropping that, oh, man, some team is going to get him. But they said basically once he started dropping (laughs) in the late teens, they figured, man, he might drop all the way to us. Maybe we should just be patient. Uh, And Jacket worked out for him. Cam Whitmore. uh, So to me, that's a lot of value, man. Unbelievable. I did not see a mock draft with Cam Whitmore below nine. Okay. I mean, there was discussion last week that the Rockets were looking at Cam Whitmore at four. They Mm. liked him that much. Yep. He, his medical, I mean, in his interviews, he said, I don't know what teams are seeing with my medical. Obviously, he's going to say that, but he seemed awfully confused. He missed, I think, eight games his entire freshman year, and seven of those 
were the first seven games of the year with a thumb injury. That's not one of those. It's not mm. a foot. It's not a knee. Lower it's body. not a shoulder or yeah. something like that. So I just, I mean, I get a slide. I get maybe him going to 9, 10 late lottery, but 20. All the way down to 20. That's the Rockets wanted him at four. There was talk he would be the fifth or sixth pick. But and they, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, I guess, when a few teams were hesitant and then teams started getting scared. And then everybody was like, well, you know what? He's persona non I'm not touching him. If that team won't touch him, I'm not going to touch him. Yep. I can't. I'm with you, Jack. I don't know what happened. Well, here's, and I, now I'm just kind of a little. I, I love it as a Rockets fan, but I'm also a little. Now I wonder what was the reason for the draft stock tanking to that extent. Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, Jonathan Gavani has been on TV and he's been writing a bunch of articles. From what he was hearing, there was something in his knee as far as cartilage was concerned. And the biggest part about it is, from what everybody else is seeing in the medical, is something that wouldn't affect him until later in his career. And that's the other part. But from what you were talking about earlier, about the laziness in in, uh, in the workouts, didn't seem like he truly was engaged in the workout. But when you watch him on film, it's like, that dude's a hooper. That's what he does. He just plays basketball. And for him to fall to the Rockets, I know that uh, Ime Adoka is probably licking his chops right now of thinking about how he can use this mm-hmm. guy. And and then you got the young player that you got at number four. Um, Amen Thompson. Yeah, Amen Thompson. That So yesterday you were asking the question about has it ever happened I don't. It, it has never happened where they've gone one in, or in the in top, top ten, 10 in the yeah. same draft. Yeah. Because you think about it, Lamelo Ball and LaAngelo Ball, they both got drafted in. The, I mean, Lonzo Ball got drafted top three uh, picks. So the Ball brothers have done it. Other brothers have done it, but never in, in the, the same, same draft. Yeah. And I, I think the only people that have ever done it were the hockey brothers, the Sinden brothers were the only ones in other major sports that could go that high back-to-back in the draft. So it, it was an impressive night last night, but going back to Whitmore, it, I mean, it was because they said that he has cartilage that they're still questioning throughout that. Uh, yeah. Still worked out for the Rockets. But though. if it ends up no being oh, yeah, it's a something steal. That, if it ends up being something that affects them later on, then the, the Rockets can justify it because you're not drafting him high. Yep. If you're drafting him high, then you'd be like, well, this is a guy we're playing on building the fran- being a franchise mm-hmm. foundational piece. We can't do that if he's gonna have, you know, a negative or a weak medical evaluation. Um but if you're drafting him at twenty, it's much easier to justify. Oh no, we can take that guy. Because yep. you're not drafting him with your high draft capital that's outside the lottery. So I guess maybe – and he, it's still, there were plenty of teams outside the lottery that probably should have rolled the dice or could have rolled the dice. They didn't want to do it. Uh, so I, I like what the Rockets did. I thought that was a, a great way for them to kind of upgrade overall just the, the young core of the roster with a guy that some people evaluated overall as a lottery pick, a foundational piece, but because of the medical – you know, overall evaluations, uh, he decides he dropped out, made him risky, made him yep. risky prospect. Random nugget here, uh, not in the the super high top of the draft, but with the Thompson Twins going back-to-back, I do believe Marcus and Markeith Morris went back-to-back, but they were like the 13th, 14th pick in the 2012 draft. So we have seen in the NBA, in relative recent history, brothers going back-to-back and draft, yep. twin brothers going back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the Lopez brothers went 10 and 15. Yeah. In 08, Horace and Harvey Grant went Love 10 them. and 12. Yep. Um, and just my man Jack mentioned, yeah, you get Markeith back-to-back. So, uh, yeah, first time in the top 10. Top five. Uh, amen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really unbelievable. Top five. Right. Amen. Uh, and is it Asur? Yeah, I saw. Um, so it's that's yeah, they're really impressive. But Amen Thompson and Jack told you this yesterday, and they kept repeating it um, in terms of the analysis when he was drafted. He doesn't really have an outside shot, doesn't shoot really well, but he is in blur of athleticism. I mean, you're talking about just a twitchy, has freakish body control, explosive. Um, and can you know defend get great lateral movement, ball pressure? I mean, pretty much can do anything you ask him to do except shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. So you got to teach him how to shoot, or he'll just be one of those guys that can you know live on the fact that he can penetrate. But it makes him easier to defend because a lot of teams just sag off of him and decide, all right, beat us with your shot. Yep. 
because I'm not going to let you get to the rim because that's your elite quality. His first step is explosive. Very. And if you go back and watch some of those videos of, of their pre-draft, but a lot of people are questioning the competition. But when you watch those guys play, you're like, oh, yeah, you can tell that they were head and shoulders above their other peers. But it's just like high school now. You know, all these high school kids coming up pretty soon, you can be 18 years old and be drafted now. It's, it's going to go back to no more of that one-and-done kind of stuff anymore. If you're 18, you're going to be eligible for the draft. So I'm looking at it as saying this is the upside that you're looking at. Yes, these kids are young. They played in some different competition. But the upside is what you're banking on. And what better way to teach these young players, kind of like what we've seen with, with Pop and them, when they send them to Austin – they get that constant training. They're learning the NBA, but they're also working on their skills. I'll never forget, I got a chance to watch Lonnie Walker play here, and I was amazed at how athletically freakish he was. And I saw him score 25 points in like four minutes. And I'm like, why is this dude down here? And then you go up to the, to the, to the NBA, and his game is a little bit different but they wanted him to stay aggressive. So that mm-hmm. that's the learning curve of how these guys are going to get better and what we're expecting to see them do at the next level. I firmly believe that uh, Amen Thompson is going to be playing for the Rio Grande Valley Vipers early in his, in, early in his stint before he's back up in the NBA. Yeah, for those who are unfamiliar, uh, the Thompson Twins went to the Overtime Elite mm-hmm. uh, Basketball League. It's a pro basketball league based in Atlanta. Uh, that's basically another option, you know, other than before you can go pro, other than going yep. to college or going overseas. Um, so they did basketball only at this in this basketball league, this Overtime Elite Basketball League. And they get paid, I think, you know, I think you get paid at least 100000 but it depends on what yep. your status is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first year, the Twins played on different overtime elite teams. This past season, they played on the same team. And I think Asura is the one that won MVP of that league. But you're right, it's just another option um, until they decide to go pro yep. instead of going to college. No, they don't want to, nobody wants to play school. Don't have to now. They don't want to play school. Yep. Uh, also, Dallas Mavs, gentlemen, had, I thought, a really good draft, too. Very good draft. Yeah, uh, they they really did. Basically, um, they had a, it was a very active draft for the Mavs too. So they did trade down. Remember, we said there was almost a guarantee they were going to trade down. They trade down to number twelve, um, and they still end up getting Derek Lively, a big man, the center out of Duke, mm-hmm. uh, at a lower slot. So they got better value there. Then they used their trade exception that they'd opened up because uh, they traded Bertans as a part of that deal. Davis Bertans as a part of that deal. So that's they, huge. That is dumped, a big, that's yeah. a bad salary so on Davis Bertans. They dumped some salary there. He's a good shooter. Um, and th- yeah, he's a good shooter. They uh, they dumped some salary there. Then they used that trade exception that they opened up with that salary dump in a trade. Um, and they got uh, is it Rachan Holmes? Yeah, Rashawn mm-hmm. Holmes out of um, Sacramento. As yep. a part of that, um, and then with the twenty uh, fourth pick, they got Olivier Maxence Prosper. Yep, out of Marquette. Out of Marquette. Yeah, Shaka. 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 Shaka Smart got somebody in the draft. I'm a big Rashawn Holmes guy. I wanted. I've wanted him in Houston for years. When Harden was there, even he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Got pushed to the back of the bench. They had a pretty decent big man mm-hmm. room this year, but he's a great PNR big for Luca. That'll be great for Luca, because nice. um, I don't think that kid had to do. I don't think he'll be day one ready, you know, to fully contribute like that. He's a good lob threat defensively. There are issues, mm. but uh, on the offensive end, Rashawn Holmes is a great get for the Dallas Mavericks. They nice. answered their uh, their issue. They got two bigs, two yeah. bigs in one fell swoop. Yeah, that's you still got to get rid of Dwight Powell first. So that's something that needs to happen first. <laughs> they need to get rid of him. So I was sitting with a season ticket holder. He was at my house last night, a season ticket holder to the Mavericks. He said, I just want them to get a big so we can get rid of Dwight Powell. Like, I said, what? He said, I cannot stand him. I'm like, I knew we were people. I knew you were my people. Harge is a Dwight Powell hater, uh, Jack, in case you didn't know. Big time. And he said the only thing, the reason why he continues to play is because his basketball IQ is so off the charts that they, they, like, you can't get rid of him. I was like, he's not contributing. He's not (laughs) contributing. I'm, like, trying to figure this out. But. They did get that seven foot two yep. uh, Derek, Derek Lively, Lively out of Duke. So this is going to be something too. Got a huge wingspan. They said when he's standing, he's got a nine four reach. 
I mean, come on, man. The goal is what? 10, mm-hmm. 10 feet? Yeah, he's got a. Yeah, I think his uh, wingspan is seven seven. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Seven foot seven inch wingspan, freakish. He can stand uh, up and reach right, and they, almost touch the rim. They needed big men, and they got two of them in that exchange. So give yep. it up for the Mavs. The Mavs got a lot of value too in that pick. And um, I don't know, you you like Max Sense Prosper? I love his name, Olivier Max Sense Prosper. Max Prosper sounds like something from like oh Roman Ro- Roman times or something. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, what is that? I mean, he's. I mean, he actually he, he has a. How about this? He's got a seven one wingspan. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty freakish. And he's six eight. Some people so have compared him. Thick, some people you know have him to PJ Tucker. That he's kind of a PJ Tucker starter. Then kid. you're gonna win with that because you know he's gonna come out there and he's gonna work hard and give you everything that he's got because he he's trying to figure out how do I stay in this league. A hey. lot of these guys are getting in it. You got to figure out how you stay. Getting back to Jack's point about the Mavs addressing needs, or they they need a three and D guy. Maybe their hope is that he can be a three and D guy down the line. Develop him in three three and D guys. Three point percentage is not great. I think it's around thirty four percent, but it actually rose. It was at before his junior year. Um, it was at twenty eight percent. So he's improving. Maybe they yeah. maybe they see something about being able to develop a guy into being kind of a three and D guy for him. Yeah. If that's the case. Yeah. I didn't love the pick there for that value. I think it was the 24th pick. I feel like they could have traded down. But, I mean, if that's your guy and you have a pick, then, I mean, that's a philosophy. You just go ahead and take him, even if you maybe could have gotten some some more out of it. Well, if they they were trading for that, that was something that was already part of the pick anyway. Because it was already traded. Yeah, it was a free pick. So go ahead and get what you want because that's not what you were expecting anyway. That's a good point. It's that value that you're looking for, too. Because – yeah, he's a first-rounder, but you can take your time with him because of that. Uh, I agree, and yep. I think they may be projecting like, hey, man, maybe this guy can be a th- nice 3 and D guy yep, for us yep, yep. Uh, down the line. Okay, uh, real quick, because the, uh, the, uh, the Texas Longhorns, yeah. actually, that's some good news about these guys, too. So, Soldier Bar Rice signs uh, a, two, a two-way contract with the Spurs. Yep. How about that? So, Love he's it. on the team. The, the two-way, he'll be spending time in Austin and in San that's Antonio, nice. but he is on the Spurs roster. Yep. That, that's fantastic news for him. Uh, that comes from Adrian Rosnarowski. Um, so also, uh, undrafted free agent deals were signed by Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen. Uh, looks like Marcus Carr um, is going to be with one of the summer league teams. Uh, the Sorry, Carr will be joining the Phoenix Suns and Timmy Allen with the Memphis Grizzlies, but the right. other summer league uh, team. So hope, best of luck to those guys, too. Yep. Got to show up out there. I mean, and that's the be- it, man. The beauty of the summer league is – you, it's an easy evaluation because you'll be playing up against some of what they consider to be elite prospects who just, you know, obviously need fine-tuning and they, they need the reps. And if, you are, if you're playing well enough to be seen by others, that is your opportunity to be picked up by another team during that point. Because mm-hmm. I had a buddy of mine whose son played for, um, I want to say Phoenix, and he ended up signing with Charlotte. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because he went out there and he played well. Other people saw him, and they were like, well, you're not going to make this team, but this other team just called and wants you to come there. So he had a two-way with the Charlotte Hornets. So nice. it I, happens. Uh, I wonder where – I'm trying to figure out where they're um, – um, where some of these other – teams is like um, summer leagues. There are there summer leagues in Utah, California, and Las Vegas. Okay. So like that's where they're Phoenix too. Yeah. They need, I mean, you know, we know their backcourt, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. They need a guy who can actually not, doesn't need the, the ball in his hands at all times. Yep. He can shoot uh, on a catch-and-shoot capacity, and he's also a very good defender. So if Marcus Carr plays well, and he's played very well in his international career for Canada, mm-hmm. I think Marcus Carr, there's, a, there's an outside shot that he gets like a training camp invite or something. He's got to play good league. defense. He's got to play good defense because if, if you're not that guy. They don't need more bucket games. They don't need no more buckets. You've got to play defense. Uh, well, that's the NBA now, right? The NBA but, is, it used to be flipped when we were growing up. I'm sorry, Jack. We, you know, you're a little bit younger. <laughs> so, but we were growing up, the old NBA was everybody played defense and, the, and a guy that could get a bucket that was a guy that was really valuable because everybody yeah. could play defense. It was kind of a hardcore defensive, uh, you know, kind of gritty blue collar league. And now it's flipped. Everybody can play offense. Everybody can score. It's rare you get an actual two way player that can do both. Yeah, no and, doubt. And yeah, you're right. He's got to prove that he can play some defense. Um, how long are these summer league sessions do they have to? They're probably like impress? twenty games. Twenty okay. games. 
And they play a lot, too. I mean, they play a lot back-to-back, too. Okay. Yeah. So, best of luck to those guys. But, yeah, Sergio Bright Rice, you can go see him play. Yeah. He's going to be playing for the Austin Spurs. You can see him play. And he doesn't have to move. Yeah. I put a call in last night. I was trying to get some season tickets over (laughs) at uh, at, at the Austin Spurs just because of the fact you know that they run them back and forth and you never know when – that player will be there. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. So Wimby could be here in Austin, and we wouldn't know until like five minutes before the game. Man, that'd be awesome. You know what I'm saying? So they they keep that on the low low. Mm, it's gonna so, be hard to keep that on the low low. It's gonna be that's a, why, that's a Wimby what, tracker out there. That's why I'm getting them season <laughs> So no matter hey, what, we a, in there. You need somebody at the uh, at at the facility yeah. to tell you to text you. Hey, Wimby's here. Wimby's that's on all you need to know. I'll that's be it. there in 15. Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do it. All right, I like that. All right, we come back. We'll cu- get into uh, Rob Manfred. See, just when I I've been trying to get yeah, hard to give Rob Manfred props. For months now, and it. I was, I, I, I think I was very close to convincing him to give Rob Manfred props, and then he goes and opens his mouth. We will talk about Rob Manfred. You know Manfred. when people are lying? They talking. <laughs> Stating his regret about yeah. the way he handled the Astro scandal. All Terrible. that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Number. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. And that's when Jack takes uh, jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Jack? This is Otis Wilkins, and you can see him tonight at the Far Out Lounge. This song is called Joni Mitchell Was Punk. Ah, I like it. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Joni Mitchell Was Punk. Okay. Is it a dedication to Joni Mitchell, I'm assuming? I'm not sure. I just thought it was a cool title. I, I <laughs> like Joni cool Mitchell. No, I agree. I, I, I like the title of it. And I kinda I kinda like the, the groove of it too. Uh that's what five one two Fridays are all about to broaden your horizons a little bit. So uh thanks my man Jack for working hard with that. You can be a part of the show, you're the best part of the show. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That's the number to the spec text line. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Hardball Harge is at Hardball Harge the Twitter first. My man Jack is at Jack A. Farrell. Um, not like Colin, not like Will. Yes, Colin Farrell with the F A R R E L L. Like Colin, not like Will. That's why I got to make sure I throw that out there because that'll that'll you go. Oh, okay, I get it, I get it. Yes. Um, and then you can hit me up at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, let's get to this story about Rob Manfred because I oh you're a Rob Manfred fan, um, Jack? Because most people aren't. I actually am. I'm not a fan, but I'm not a Rob Manfred hater. Most people are Rob Manfred haters. They they hate him. They think he's despicable. I don't think his decision making is always the worst thing in the world. But every public appearance, he is saying something irritating. Yes. You know, like and with this, I know we're getting into it, but yeah. why now? Why I bring this know. up? That's yes. You're just fueling the flames, and you know where the Astros are playing this weekend. I know. New York City. No. No, Even Dodgers. Worse. Oh, the, the Dodgers. Dodgers Stadium. No, the your Rangers are playing the Oh, Yankees. that's right. Rangers yeah. are playing the Dodgers. Are, they're playing the Dodgers. I know. Yeah. So, no, there's actually a campaign right now <laughs> among the fans of the Dodgers to boo the Astros. All two of the players that are on the roster from 2017? <laughs> That's the thing. Both of the players? And not I even know. the same people from the front Trust office. Trust me. I, They're not even the same people from the front office. Hey man, the only say, person is Crane. I didn't say it made sense, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, this, uh, this doesn't make a lot of sense either uh, to, to Jack's point. I don't know why the timing of it. This is very curious. Okay, so Harge, in a, uh, he, he actually did an interview with Time Magazine. Uh, Rob Manfred did. And essentially, he claimed that he wanted... He regretted the way that he handled the Astros scandal. Yeah. He said, quote, 
I'm not sure that I would have approached it with giving players immunity. Once we gave players immunity, it puts you in a box as to what exactly you were going to do in terms of punishment. I might have gone about the investigative process without that grant of immunity and see where it takes us, starting with I'm not going to punish anybody. Maybe not my best uh, decision ever. Yeah. That, that he, why is he talking? At the time, I said, yeah, that's probably what he best decision. But you can't you couldn't get guys to go on the record and talk to you. Exactly. Unless you were granting them immunity. So it was kind of, a uh, you know, it's I didn't catch 22. I don't know what you were going to do about it. Yeah, there was no there was no way that you could have went around it because the story wouldn't have been the same. It's the same thing when you go back and you look at what's going on with the Yankees and the Red Sox. And, of course, they over there booing the Dodgers. The Dodgers have had their own issues, and there has been stories about them cheating. Mm-hmm. So when you're sitting there and you're casting a stone, not realizing that that can all come back to you, that's the reason why the Dodgers are all mad because they didn't talk. That's why it, it, this story has been so quiet. The Dodgers are over there wanting to point it, but they are the ones that, hey, you know that people in your organization are now in other organizations that have probably told some of the things that was going on in that locker room. It happens. It happens. That's why this whole story came out because of Mike Fires. Hmm. He yeah. was at another organization. Yep. Talking. 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 Loose lips sink ships. Mm-hmm. In it. Oh, too soon. But you got to <laughs> sit there and you look. Wow. You, you look at it that was and you say, man, that is well that, that was, that was well too soon. Yeah. But you sit there and you say, you don't have to say anything as the commissioner. You have that right to not even talk about it. Or you could just say, we did what we needed to do at that time. There's yeah. so many other I, things. I, he, you're right. I think the point is there were so many other ways he could have said it. You can actually kind of say this. He could have said there are lessons that we could have, that we definitely Ding. learned from the way that we handled yes. it at the time. Yes. Um, and we'll, as an organization, we'll get better from those lessons we learned. Uh, there, are always, there are always mistakes that are made, um, but sometimes, uh, in retrospect, we uh, have to learn from mistakes that are made and move on from them and grow as an organization. Whatever you want to say. Yep. Right, yeah. That but, PR yeah. speak kind of opened my eye. You doing that made me realize how much worse this is yeah because just just it's like you don't have to do you are the commissioner Mm -hmm. of one of the what big four sports in our country and you're just like you sound like a player that hasn't been media trained what's the last going on a podcast i know what's the last time good good has done this though yeah. Uh, admitted he's handled something wrong. I feel, Which I, is why it might people the hate him. It might have been the Kaepernick thing. It he, was. It was the Kaepernick yeah, thing. He, he did say that. But I will say the commissioners are supposed to be hated. That's They get money to be hated because they represent the owners. The owners don't want to be hated. So the commissioners are supposed to be the representative of the owners. And they are, most of them, hated. Adam Silver actually does a, a decent job of not being so hated. But most of them are no. u- unanimously disliked. But I think the by rock- the way, did you notice how tall Adam Silver really is? Yesterday, when he was dapping up all those players, yeah. he wasn't that small next to them. Nosferatu up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to get us off course. No, right like that. No, no, no. no, it's interesting. I, I didn't actually know. I would love to see. Yeah. Type it in. Let's see how yeah. tall Adam I'm gonna Silver see how is. Tall he is. Uh, but it seems like Rob Manfred brings more of it Six on himself. Three. Six three, he is yeah, so. Yeah. Um, it seems like Rob Manfred brings more of it on himself. He does, rather than the other commissioners who get criticism because of situations that arise within the organization, like China with the NBA or mm-hmm. Kaepernick with Goodell yeah. or uh, I don't know Spygate or all that kind of stuff. They handle it poorly, and that's what happens. But for him, yeah, to even bring this up, like, why'd you bring this up? Right? Why would you? <laughs> Somebody said he needed Kevin Garnett to tell him that they were live. <laughs> when he answered that question, when he answered the question, hey, you know we live, right? Yeah. yeah. Just there's no reason for him to even have that conversation. It's very disappointing when you sit and you think about it. But most importantly, you've created a stir, especially to your point where this team is going this weekend. That's going to be the entire conversation of it again. And a lot of people are trying to move on from it. Yes, mm-hmm. you're going to have a few people that are going to have those moments and still think that their team was holier than thou. But when you sit there and you look at what happened and what transpired, and I've talked about this and other players have talked about it, there's so many other things that need to be going on instead of you worrying about the Astros winning a World Series. 
Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, listen, I was I was actually giving Rob Manfred a lot of props. And you I were think you he were should. working on me. Well, because he, you were working on me. His his legacy, and he's tarnished it in a lot of ways. His legacy was the what, what, you know, based on these rule changes mm-hmm. that he's been experimenting with for a while, been studying for a while, and that he was championing. Hey, we put we implement these rule changes. Mm-hmm. It is going to change the game for the good. All right, it's going you're going to get more offense. Uh, offense will increase and the games will be even shorter. Duration of games will decrease and that'll be really good for the game. And it has been really good mm-hmm. for the game. It's been mm-hmm. tremendous. He was right about that. Right. And I've been asking people to give Rob Manfred props for it. Nobody will. Nah. No baseball fan will give him props for it because they dislike him that much. They can't even give him the slightest compliment. Not even a little <laughs> they just bit. say, yeah, actually, he was right about that. No, but, not even a little bit. And most people thought we're in the minority. They did not agree with the rule changes. They right. thought the rule changes were implemented were not going to work and that they would be something that would ultimately be disastrous. I was with a bunch of old heads when all of this started, like guys that are, you know, the don't hit the curve or whatever it was where they were sitting there saying, no, nah, this ain't going to work, man. This is yep. game. This is our game. This is not supposed to be timed. We're not supposed yep. to be pressed. We're, what else are you doing? If you want to go to the park, now everybody's like, man, this is outstanding. Exactly. I can still do stuff after the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I've, I've seen, I, haven't, I haven't really heard any complaints about it None. since maybe the first week None. they implemented. But after that, not. I mean, even the, remember the players were complaining at first, yeah, too. Yeah. Even that has subsided. It's it's universally beloved. Everybody loves these rule changes. That was supposed to be Rob Manfred's legacy. So he needs to shut up and just let that be his legacy. Yeah, just sit back and enjoy the the, the fruits of your labor. Quit talking about the mistakes you made before that. Start from the positive, the the legacy moment for you, and then now let's build on good moments after that and positive ones. No, Quit reflecting on the old stuff that, yeah, we, uh, we know. You have regrets about it. We do, too. Exactly. <laughs> and the people I was talking about, the movie I was trying to reference was Trouble with the Curve. Remember when Clint Eastwood was in there and oh, he was the scout uh, and they were trying to get rid of him because he yes. had his old school ways. And the new guy was like, oh, this guy, we need to get this. He's like, he can't hit the curve. Who played the new guy? Uh, it was, uh, oh, God. It wasn't Justin Timberlake because Justin Timberlake was on his side because he was dating uh, Clint Eastwood's I remember daughter. this movie. I just don't Gosh, remember who played I forgot the, the younger uh, I, I, scout. I got in the movie. it for you. I think it was somebody who was supposed to be uh, kind of young and sexy. Because remember, you know, you know we're not the daughter the, was in the movie. Yes, we're not getting deep into the review of <laughs> Trouble with the Girl, but I remember the movie. I remember it well. Yeah. Yes. That's so I appreciate the reference. Um, okay. Well. Oh, it was Matthew Lillard. He was supposed to be the mm. the stud scout that was like, we yeah. need to draft this guy and not that guy. Yeah. And the daughter. Amy yeah. a- Amy Adams. Yeah, she was she great. was the one that was trying to make sure because she's been around she's been around the game the entire life. She grew up with her dad. Yeah, she was basically yeah, a, she, she had was a scout. Eye, she exactly. had a better eye for talent than the guys yeah. than the actual scouts. I remember that movie yeah. randomly. Uh, all right, there you go. Enough talk about Rob Manfred and uh, people his, hate him, <laughs> and they shouldn't because, like yeah. I said, he it, the legacy should be. The biggest decision he's ever made in his life, which was to implement, the, as I'm sorry, as the commissioner of the Major League Baseball, right. was to implement the new rule changes, and they worked. And that's what he shouldn't be talking about anything else. Thank you. He should be talking that's about the rule changes. Maybe like you know what? I remember when everybody said my rule changes wasn't going to work. People called me an idiot. People said that you know I uh, that I I was inept. And, and and I I need to be fired from my job, and no. that I was gonna wreck the game um, for future fans. And turns out I actually saved the game for future fans. How you, you like know? me now? He should be patting himself on the back. Yeah, the he back, should be. How, not, how you like me now? Like, where's your publicist? Yep. Where's your PR person? There should be somebody behind the camera, right there next to the guy, saying, "No, no, 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 no." What he wants to talk about is this. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, Rob. Yeah. Uh, tripping. We'll get into the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on One Hundred Four Nine The Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday. That's when Jack plays jams from local bands and artists. Very talented human beings that you have a chance to listen to and hear and see live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Jack? This is Shivering Demons with Purgatory. 
pick this one because they're going to be playing at the Hole in the Wall, a place I love to frequent in my time at the University of Texas. You can go see them tonight. Hold on, where's the Hole in the Wall? Oh, is it's, it a uh, Hole in the Wall or the Hole in the Wall? The I believe it's the Hole in the oh, Wall. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, actually, I can see it now that you said the something. The yellow yeah, sign. 6th Street. Yeah, I it's can see it. No, no, it's the one. It's on Guadalupe. It's on Guadalupe. I can it's see it. It's on Guadalupe, it. right by the communications building. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's the Bob Dylan it. mural yeah, on the yeah, side of the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, like I can see it actually. Twenty, yeah. like Dean Keaton in, in Guadalupe, like right there. Never been there, but that I, was my corner of campus, so it, I was uh, always over there. It's been around a while, then. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, that's there a classic. Go. My man, uh, Jack, hooking you up. All right, that's a that's what five one two Friday's all about. Uh, the flex. Uh, is uh, also what we're all about right now. Go check out flxatx.com, flxatx, on all of your social media platforms. Uh, You can also get the 7-on-7 state tournament schedule there and all the flex teams in the uh, local area here who will be participating. And by the way, it's already started. It started uh, yesterday and it'll be going all throughout the weekend. Um, So you can go get some updates. Go to uh, flxatx.com, flxatx on all your social media platforms for updates. But if you want to find out exactly uh, what uh, pools and pods they were playing in uh, and what teams are participating, you can go find that out at flxatx.com. And Lake Travis, just an update. Mm -hmm. Lake Travis won today. In their first game, forty-eight to seven. Shout out, Lake Travis. Yeah, yeah. I got nice. you know Kim folks out there playing, so they shot me the uh, true that the text That's out right. there. They be, stay hydrated, folks. <laughs> stay hydrated. Um, who uh, who's his uh, top school right now? Well, it Looking seems folk. to be right now. He went to TCU last weekend mm-hmm. and had a, a great workout there, and then he went to. Um, had another workout at Rice. He really likes Rice program. Okay, they've been Ooh. doing a really no, no. good job. Rice right is blowing up. Actually, yeah. I was gonna do a because I was gonna do a random Rod ran about uh, a Rice, but I knew people didn't want. I knew people wouldn't. No, care. they want to hear it because that's well, the, that's the team that they play first this year. Well, I know, and I was, I was so that's kinda, a perfect reason. I was gonna add it to just random research, and I was like, nobody no. don't say. But no, right? I, there's a guy on the staff that I want, and he honestly, Nico probably knows. There's a guy that I want uh, Texas to hire. That's on that staff. It's probably the one that's been talking to Nico. I'm telling you, man. He's yeah. he's a oh, he is a rocket. Yeah. Like he is a fast riser. Uh, but I was actually, you know what? I might bring back that set. You gonna, bring it when you? Well, I might bring it back next week. You'll be gone. It's okay. I'll, I'll be listening. <laughs> right. You better I'm, not be listening I'm to your vacation. Gonna be, I'm gonna be listening to my boy, man. You better not be listening to I'm this show listen. on your vacation. We got. Hey, look. No. Every moment is I not refuse. gonna be tied into it. No, you can't. You better not be. You better be on no, vacation. I'm here for the people. Hanging out with wifey and family and getting the time because people don't know. Hard's got multiple. Jobs. So yeah, he's actually taking off all of his jobs for the first time. For the first time in a very long, long time. time. So no, yeah. dude, take off the jobs and yeah. enjoy wifey and the family, man. It's going to be some, I'm happy for you guys. It'll be a good. I know time they'll be there. happy to hear that. Yeah, man, for yeah. sure. Uh, anyway, um, let's get to uh, let's get to the next segment here because you're done. That's all your flex, right? You, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah that's it. That's it. Uh, we'll get to uh, coming up next segment. We'll get to some uh, Texas football discussion because there are a couple of. Uh, NFL scouts, well, one NFL scout and one ESPN draft analyst that are analyzing the skill set of one Quinn Ewers. Uh, we'll talk about what they have uh-huh. to say. Uh, we'll talk about their analysis and evals of one Quinn Ewers. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.